All right, yogis, I'm going to have you just take a moment to drop in, drop into the space that you're in, wherever you are. If you're in your car, just become aware of the, the moment. If you're in the woods, if you're walking, I know some of you listen and walk. <laughs> if you're in a place that you're taking a time out just to sit, then let yourself be there. And then I'll ask that you become aware of your breath. Just a little bit of a, a deeper inhale into your exhale. And so there's this nice rhythm and flow. There's an expansion and a contraction. The fullness and the emptiness. And I'll have you gather a nice big breath in all the way up to the upper lungs and suspend the breath just for a pause. Part your lips and offer a soft breath out. I want to open the space and you can join in or you can just listen to the vibration that you're connecting into with the pranava. So just one sound of the om today. Take a breath in. Oh, pause after the om it's called the nad or the space the sound that's after its own silence its own resonance all right so welcome today to andrea and i's daily practice podcast so this week's podcast is coming out a few days early because we wanted to launch it on yeah the spring equinox it's usually always on the march 20th or 21st but this year it's the 20th this is the daily practice podcast with crystal borelli and Andrea Hellman. Hariyum, Hariyum, Hariyum. And then the equinoxes, there's the fall and the spring. Of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not of course. Some people might not know that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It's kind of like that one time, I think I told you the very first time that I realized that the stars were moving. <laughs> oh my god my, good, my one of my really good friends dre shout out dre i don't think she listens but she's like one of the most raddest persons i've ever met i fucking love her um and i dirt i met her through dirt biking and we've become good buddies but um i i picked her up we were going for dinner i'm like oh look how beautiful and bright the star is above the moon she's like that's a planet or no she goes that's a satellite and i'm like what? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a star. She's like, no, it's a satellite. And it, like, so now we joke that I'm like, you just crush the moments of like all the, I'm like, look how pretty the stars outside. She's like, no, those are all just satellites. I'm like, you're such a fucking crusher of, of romantic energy. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of where we're at though. When you're like, okay, these, what are they? The things that are always tracking us now? Something starlight. I think. Star, yeah. Starlight. Starlink. Starlink. That's what it's called. Oh my God. Everyone at home is like, it's Starlink and Elon Musk, you fuckers. <laughs> I think we should just cut it in so we sound a little smarter. I've been listening yeah. to this podcast with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and... Will Arnett. Yes, Will the Arnett. Canadians. Smartless. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm fucking dying. They just rip each other, especially Sean. They fucking rip him. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's the best. I yeah. feel like we're mm -hmm. like the yogic version of that. The, oh. Like <laughs> We like balance it out. Why can't Crystal figure out words? <laughs> Why can't she say words? 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's cut it and edit it so we smell sound smart. It's funny because she's like, oh, it's a satellite, but now you're like, oh, it's actually Starlink. It's like tracking everything, mm. and it's just the way the world is going with like AI and everything. How Facebook is cutting off, cutting like another ten thousand jobs or something, and they did ten thousand jobs in the fall using AI in place of humans is not working. Like if no, it's the we're going way the wrong direction. But at some point, the pendulum will swing back this way, and actually that ties into this time of year, mm. the balance of like it's you know, equinox, it's like the balance of the light and the dark and the, you know, coming out of the winter into the spring and to the, like more of the light and the birth and the regrowth. And, um, it's a very powerful time. And I think that, yeah, we're swinging hard pendulum to an extreme, um, on all sides, both sides, eventually it's going to swing back. But I mean, if we look at the yoga tradition, we're in the Kali Yuga, which is like the dark time, the time of deceit and lies and darkness and manipulation of power and ego. And we see that like so hardcore happening right now, right? In so many ways, Um, which makes it so important to practice our daily practices and to stay in our true essence of ourselves. Like um, the sutra um, 1.3 tada drashtu svarupe avastanam to reside in our true form which is blissful and happy and peaceful expandable and fucking fearless mm, I like that I just went on a rant that was a coffee rant <laughs> well I like it so we just got back from cold plunging and I feel like my core temperature is sort of like just now getting back into like the other state like a good state you were saying this morning about how typically or traditionally or like the way that we are wired in the winter is kind of like when we are supposed to rest and um take care of ourselves hibernating the you know everything has kind of gone dormant in the way of like it's winter time so there's sometimes where depending on where you live there's like a blanket of snow that's like insulation for the plants beneath or whatever and we're supposed to like the idea is that we rest and we cuddle up next to the fire and we read books and it's, you know, if you're in the place of the seasons, of course, this doesn't resonate. If you're in Bali and it's like nice and sunny all the time with some rainy monsoon seasons. But even that time, you know, like that season is still happening until April in um, Bali. So it is the time to like rest and almost like gather up all your prawn, all your energy um, in prepara- preparation for the springtime, which represents that growth and that surge of creativity. And we're on the brink of that, right? But with any time that there's uh, a shift and a change in seasons and as well within ourselves, it is also the time of transition. So this is a time that um, some relationships will end and shift and change. It's also a time that a lot of people choose to leave their physical form. So it's a lot of time that there's some death that becomes a bit more apparent. It's all part of the cycle of life and people have chosen to leave. But it's usually there's there's like a cycle to it. You might um, have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Or now you will maybe be a bit more aware of the cycle. So I guess we were kind of speaking though this morning about the people that aren't taking the time to hibernate and especially where we live, you know, I feel like we have hacked the system. Like when it snows 30 centimeters, you know, we're yeah, so we excited. Ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. if you're kind of like living at that pace all winter long, never having a, a reset or a rest, like what would be a good way to sort of like hack into giving yourself some form of like rest and transition into the spring? Mm-hmm. Well, the burnout is real, especially in the sea to sky quarter that we live because we're such an active lifestyle and there's so much fun. We're in like a playground of, you know, adventure and outdoors activities. Um, like I usually used to be snowboarding, of course, 
from my snowboarding career, but now it's dirt biking. But now there was snow on the ground. I was like, no, I can't ride. I'm like jonesing. Mm-hmm. I feel like because the burnout is real and that can show up in your body in different ways, it's like finding balance. You can definitely maintain that lifestyle, but you just want to find the happy balance of it as well. Like take the rest days and listen to your body. So if you're like, I am so tired, I just want to have a chill day, not to feel the pressure that that's sometimes we feel like it's not okay or are you this idea of that you should be doing something because it is a pow day and you don't want to miss out or have like FOMO which is fear of missing out (laughs) FOMO is a real thing um just taking taking the care whatever that might be for you like let yourself have you know time to have a bath Hmm. read a book you know, whatever fills you up that's not going to be exerting. If you do yoga, maybe you go to a yin practice or a meditation practice over a power vinyasa at 6 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. Although I do teach 5.30 power in Squamish at Shala on Tuesdays if you want to (laughs) come. And that's like something a sea to sky is like hardwired for. Big time, yeah. Definitely when I moved here, I remember when I would go to work and because I like worked a night job and I remember like coming to work and this one girl I remember always saying what'd you do today and mm. I was like oh pressure <laughs> yeah and then I remember being like oh well I did this did it and you know and then we were sort of praised for doing like more than one sport in a day and mm. I don't think like I remember um when she asked that question it felt kind of prickly but then I kind of like rose up to it and like became like the full like let's just mm-hmm. tax those adrenals till I can't go anymore you know <laughs> classic yeah yeah sky syndrome well that's just what um amber was talking about last last week that she was on right was like she had a day of just sitting and chilling and watching you know the world go by and it got the permission to do that like her partner with J- james right was mm-hmm. like yeah let yourself do that like enjoy it you know it's good it's good to take rest but yeah there's this expectation on us for sure mm-hmm yeah definitely okay well yeah well I would say the daily like find a daily practice find something that keeps filling you up especially if you're in that place that you are like you do resonate with the go 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 achieve 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 um and you feel exhausted like I've been waking up lately tired like every day and I'm like this isn't right like I sleep eight hours a day and like I wake up feeling tired and a little bit resistant lately, like not a hundred percent. Even today when we chatted, you're like, how are you feeling today? I was like, I didn't feel good, but I was like, oh, I'm great. Let's go like plunge and pod. Let's fucking do this. But really like I kind of pretended and then you were, you wrote back, you're like, oh, I'm not feeling a hundred percent or I'm not really feeling fragile. Actually, were your words? That's okay to share. Oh yeah. No. And I was like, okay, floodgates open. I'm like, me neither. I feel like shit. (laughs) Yeah. But how much better do you feel now that we've... Oh, yeah. No, I feel amazing. Um, and I meant... it's okay if you don't, too. Oh, no. I do feel good. I feel okay. completely reset. I okay. I use the word fragile because when I actually thought about getting into freezing cold Brome Lake, <laughs> everything in my body was like, no. Like, choose the friggin' blanket. Yeah, that's fair. To- same. But then it was good. But we'll talk about cold plunging, I think, in another podcast because I think it's a really good daily practice that like a lot of people are using. And we just started. Oh, it's a huge fad right now. And we just committed to it like last week to have that as part of like our weekly daily practices. So mm-hmm. not like every day. I think in the course of eight days, I had like a total, like today I actually went up to my chin. And you were still too, you weren't up and down. 
see, I think we're talking too much about this and I yeah. want to do a whole podcast about the. <laughs> we're going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I kind of want to do one about cold plunging. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. 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 So today we're going to talk a little bit more about the equinox and the transition and, uh, moving from, you know, the darkness to the light or back into the balance. Um, and yeah, into the growth of everything that's coming. Mm-hmm. How do you usually feel rolling into spring? Actually, spring is my favorite time of year. It's my favorite season. I love, especially when you get into the woods or if you have a garden and you just see everything, all the little buds and they're, they're so beautiful. These little, you know, buds and flowers that start to come out and it's exciting, like, and it's stunning. Everything's coming alive and they're coming out of a dormant state into a, a, li- a live state and um, yeah, I think it's, and all the birds, there's one bird that sings at this time of year that just like, oh my God, my, I think it reminds me of Laskiti. Mm. I can't remember what bird. I think someone mentioned to me what, which one it was, but oh man, it just lights me up. And mm. the birds are just so alive right now, like in the forest. Um, even up by the river, there was like a bunch of trees that were all like, they hadn't budded yet. And the birds were going ham. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I love this time of year. How about you? Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I wish I had crocuses. I've noticed crocuses mm. in people's lawns sprouting up. Yeah, that's the first sign. And the daffodils, like, come on, that's like the sign of spring, daffodils and crocuses. I honestly kind of feel bad because I, when I think of March and daffodils, I just think of cancer support, which isn't like, it's a good thing to support. That's an interesting one, especially because, I mean, as I mentioned, like springtime, it's like a time of transition. It's funny that it's the time of of like cancer because a lot of people obviously can survive cancer but a lot of people can't and then yeah that's an interesting one I don't know how I feel about that Mm -hmm. are you looking it up what's our flowers all right are you ready for it yeah the gladiolus um or the poppy Mm, okay you know what (laughs) (laughs) but it says it says the meaning is strength of character and imagination yeah okay that well I like that uh leo you know, we our birthstone is peridot. Have you seen a peridot? No. Yeah, it's shitty. It's like this, like, <laughs> it's this soft, really pale, light green. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty, no? It's like mint. For a Leo? Yeah, it's mint. Like, yeah. For a Leo? A Leo is like, give me a fucking rock. Give me but a diamond. It's... Give me an emerald. Give me a ruby. Give me a fucking blue sapphire. Give me something with power and strength. I mean, you're going to give me this pale ass green rock stone. I think like, it's trying to bring you down to earth no, a bit. I disagree with that stone. <laughs> I'm like, whoever made this shit up is, li- is like not good. Okay. I, yeah. And even the Leos oh. do not, I do, I don't know. If there's any Leos out there that resonate with the peridot, you let me know. You, you message me. Um, but like, I'd be shocked with who actually is like, yeah, I love this stone. It's oh, a beautiful yeah. stone, but not for a Leo. But do you think birth month is weird anyways? Like, do you think it should go more with like a horoscope? Because when we look at, uh, cause you but know that I mean? is part of the horoscope. It's like you're, t- you're a month, whatever month you're in, in well, I just is think- part of the horoscope or like the Vedic astrology. Like it goes with astrology. Yeah. But like I'm, my birthday is October 31st. I'm mm-hmm. a Scorpio, but I'm like the last day of October. But so you I'm- probably resonate with some of the November, which is, I don't know what, what that is. Yeah. November. But I'm like kind of smack in the middle. Depends on which mm-hmm. astrology you're looking at. Like in Vedic astrology, like I'm a Sagittarius and I'm like, I'm like, no way, man. I'm a Leo through and through. However, when I look at the Sagittarius meanings and what they represent, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally resonate with that as well. I could go either. Mm-hmm. And that all is part of like your moon rising. And I don't know. We should have my sister on. She's learning all about this stuff and I'm not as... Um, oh yeah. Now I'm looking at your uh, your stone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Soft green. Like, come on now. <laughs> October is the opal. <laughs> yeah. Another nine. opal. That's even worse than the peridot. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. 
So the equinox, equal days. I think that's why spring is almost the best because it's light, you know? And you're like, okay, it's going to be brighter tomorrow. It's going to be brighter Mm. the next day. And uh, I didn't even realize it was time change last week. Oh, I just thought about that as soon as you said that. Yeah, and they're um, talking about stopping the the time thing. Mm -hmm, Because it goes against like our (laughs) circadian rhythm and stuff. The time thing. Um, Well, also like why are we manipulating time anyways? And I mean the conversation could go deeper of like time's kind of irrelevant. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, I think that they – yeah, and I I think that it's a a good idea. Like – but I mean they've chosen instead of manipulating the time, they're going to manipulate the weather. Did you know in China that you can pay – I think – like $150,000 or whatever it might be, you can pay for a sunny day. Yeah, dude. They've been doing it over there for a long time. Isn't that fucked up? Crazy. Yeah. Like well, they'll manipulate the weather to be sunny on a day that you pay to do it. Like yeah. that's not okay. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing with everything, right? Like you can manipulate something, but then... Consequences. There's consequences in other... Like we're all connected. Everything's connected. So... Yeah. Yeah. A sunny day today might bring like the end of the earth a Mm -hmm. a year earlier. Which is also, um, I mean, not to get like, well, yeah, I'm going there. Super conspiracy theory. Although I will say that the conspiracy theorists have been right so far for the last three years. Just saying. However, for the, (laughs) ooh, pressing buttons. I will say that there has been... um, a lot of these theory, conspiracy theorists have talked about the all the earthquakes and everything that's happening on. There's a coincidence around like the political upset around some certain things and big, um, I say, decisions that are happening that people are going against. And then all of a sudden they have this huge um, environmental crisis in that one area or in that one state, country, province, whatever it is. Um, that kind of messes them up and it's and it just so happens that it's exact thing that they've been against the role of the government yeah it's interesting i kind of think with i've been thinking a little bit more about conspiracy theories i guess when we talked to julia a little bit about it and Mm -hmm. um for one i think labeling is the big issue because thinking i woke up the other morning i was like oh my goodness i can save the internet and (laughs) because yes you know how like newspapers when you're growing up the newspapers reported the news it was factual it was fact like backed up through facts um Mm -hmm. other people had to sign off on it you know what i mean like you had to show all of your sources at some point you know like there was accountability yeah the news is the news like two plus two is four Mm -hmm. and then then every newspaper has opinion opinions right Mm -hmm. where people have like a column and then they're talking about their opinions and it's Mm -hmm. labeled and so then you know it's an opinion yeah and i because i've just been thinking about how social media and everything like is getting so crazy this bills what is it c11 c11 yeah and the issue is that there is no designation if i'm like scrolling you know and then i i read like a headline and it it says something something happens in my body when i read it like it triggers something then all of a sudden i think that it's real Mm -hmm. but i feel like there needs to be a thing on it like just like a little icon that says opinion or Mm -hmm. like completely like backed up Mm -hmm. and I think the idea with conspiracy theories is people label them conspiracy theories so that it shuts a certain segment of the population down so they can just label it conspiracy theories and not even think about it but conspiracy theories 
are, it's like the beginning, I think of like scientific, like that's what science is. It's like questioning the other narrative or the other idea or I like, and science is meant to be questioned, right? Like that's the whole point of it is that we think it's absolute truth until it's not because that's what we've discovered. However, more study, more introspection, more scientific, you know, discovery into it. And then we realize that it's actually not that way. And now it's this way. Like that's Mm -hmm. how it works. Mm -hmm. But even we look at that as in yoga. One thing, my favorite things about yoga when I was diving deep into it, I was like, okay, there's no absolute date of when it started. It's nobody really knows. Right. And it goes back so many thousands of years, but then even in the teachings that I've heard, like, oh, yoga is, you know, 1500 BCE, it's about 2,000, in between 2,000 and 5,000 years ago. But then they're even finding more research even now that they're like, oh no, it actually began 8,000 years ago. Now we're seeing archaeological discoveries. Yeah, mm. that they're finding more information that takes it, dates it way back even before we'd ever be thought. And I just like, I find it just so fascinating that it keeps evolving. And I think conspiracy theories are just questioning a little bit about that narrative and it's just a different idea or just a different perspective. Not to say that it's not right or that, you know, it's right or wrong. It's just another, perhaps another truth that hasn't been revealed yet. (laughs) And I think our pendulum, as talking earlier, is has swung so far to these extremes. And um, the great thing about um, the springtime is it's coming back into balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Joy to your mantra. Mm-hmm. The lead up towards the equinox and then um, on equinox, I usually chant the joy tear mantra. This mantra comes from the Upanishads and it's the mantra of light. And so the translation is, may we be led from the unreal to the real, led from darkness to light, led from death to immortality and let there be peace, peace and more peace. So this led from the unreal to the real. This is the balance of moving away from um, the the untruth and into the truth. So speaking your truth, um, embodying your truth um, from darkness to light. Of course, that's like this time of year. We're moving from wintertime shadow um, into more birth, creativity and light. And then from death to immortality. I see this as like the little deaths of, again, the ending of the cycle, the things that don't um, serve you, that hold you back in this time so that you can be liberated and be in your body in, in an enlightened form. So the Jiva Mukta or Jiva Mukti uh, and to find peace, um, peace and more peace. <laughs> mm. Like when we sing it, I'd like to have like a question or like something. Can you do that with mantra? Um, sure. What are you thinking? Well, just like of letting go of something that's dark and moving towards something like lighter. And because mm-hmm. when you said speak your truth, I was like, oh, well, that's the one that I'm mm. fully experiencing, like uh, knowing my value and speaking it and finding like the strength to say it yeah. instead of like letting it erode the insides of my intestines and speaking your truth like this is our how we relate to the world how we communicate to the world this is all around the um, vishuddha chakra so the energy of the throat Mm -hmm. this is the energy that we pull in on our first breath of udan vayu it's the last breath that we communicate out as we leave our physical body so this energy um to activate around speaking your truth is um with chanting like using your voice um amplifying it and so you can communicate with your needs your wants, um, your relationships, so asking. What, so what should our homework be to, to ask for something? To yeah, call, I, call think, in? Mm-hmm, I think that 
really sitting with, I mean, we could take a couple um, journal, you know, homework things out of this mantra. So yeah, one is, you know, sit with what are you not saying? What, and maybe write that out. Like, what do you feel restricted to say that you can feel it in your throat, it locks up or you've been wanting to say it, but you're scared. Mm -hmm. Um, This is your opportunity. I would say, write it down repeat it out loud as you write it and then vocalize it to if that's to somebody or to your workplace and again this is like remember it's to uphold um the good so you're not going to voice like anger at somebody like you want to get to that place where this is for the greater evolution and vibrancy frequency for the greater good so Say it in a, in a way that's truthful to you, but that's not hurtful and harmful to somebody else, even though it might be hard for them, you know, if it's like you're quitting your job, not that I'm recommending that, but let's just say if that's what it would be, um, you're doing it in the way that holds integrity to you and to them as you transition out, right? Because any type of transition we want to do with as much grace as possible uh, and without with as less impact or disturbance, if possible, I would say write it out. And then read it, vocalize it, and then see if that feels and resonates good as if it's going to hold integrity as you vocalize it to the person. If you need to speak it to somebody, maybe you don't, maybe it just needs to be said. Because I think what I do is like, and it kind of is in tune with like the spring is Mm -hmm. that I just hold on to it and that I don't say it. And it like starts as this little seed and then it just grows and grows that by the time I'm ready to share it I've sort of like it's already like sprung it's you know it's had its like full season and then it's like dying yeah and then it's great (laughs) metaphor Andrea for the time (laughs) except I feel like it's growing inside my intestines and so it's like growing 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 and then Mm -hmm. it's like wants to come out of like my throat (laughs) yeah it's time to let it blossom out of your throat right because the thing that happens is that if we don't say it and we hold it in that will create illness Mm -hmm. like it creates stress for Mm -hmm. one you're resisting what's meant to come out because it's an energy. Um, the stress will turn, can turn, not will. It can turn into illness and disease. Part of it is, you know, processing that energy, letting it out to let it be released so that it can, you know, transform into something else. What are your thoughts though on if you are having a problem with somebody or it could even be somebody that's like passed away so you don't have the opportunity to talk to them are there things that you recommend that you can do so that in your body, like, I don't know if you like write a letter and then burn it or like write a letter that someone will never see. Like, do you feel like that helps the body and like the brain and the spirit sort of process and let go? Yep. 100%. I think that you still can talk to them. I think that, Mm. um, I like to be in nature personally, but you could be, you know, at your kitchen table, like we are, or like in your living room, but I would suggest outside. I think connected to nature is more connected to the energy of, the connected frequency that we all are Mm -hmm. Um, because energy doesn't die that those people that have passed you still can communicate in the way of vocalizing so if there's something that you feel you haven't said uh, or want to say or find clarity or express anger or express you know um, sadness or sorrow or happiness or what joy like talk talk to them and mm. vocalize it out loud. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Have <laughs> you crazy. heard of the Hopo Ono? Hopo, Hopo Ono Prano? Yes. Like yeah. the Hawaiian thing? I forgive you. I love you. Please forgive me. That one? Yeah. And how you can say it. I love that. It's like those three sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah. And I love that you can do it in any order too. Mm-hmm. And as like a, a thing to release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done that with like different people in my life, but then I've also done it to myself. 
Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And with that, like the next, um, you know, sentence, little chunk of the mantra, like led from darkness to light, that is like going in into those uncomfortable places that feels dark or shadow-like, which is very powerful. And it's not that it's bad. It's just has like a different frequency to it of strong power. We can feel, you know, that pull Mm. and um, transform it. So that's what the great thing of like the death is or the ending of the cycle. And now we're moving out of that. So it's time to release and do the work. It's time to face those shadows and you know, say what you need to say so that you can be liberated, you can be lighter, you can be happier, you can, you know, sometimes those things hold us back. Um, there are parts of us that need to be healed. And until we heal them, we're going to sit in, in it and mm-hmm. it's there. So passive aggressive. Oh, I can't even handle passive aggressiveness. Oh, I'll call You haven't done that to me, but I'll call you out on it. If you do, I can't, it's such a mind game. It's really fucked up. Passive aggressive behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I think though mine is like it, it manifests in like procrastination, like when it's internal, it, massive, it manifests in procrastination and like just dragging my heels on something. And it's because I don't have, like the reason why I'm not doing it is because there's like some tension. Do you know what I mean? That's, mm. it's coming from, um, I like didn't want to edit these things and I was just like pushing it aside. And it's, I find when I procrastinate, it's me resisting because of like some deep seated like fear or like unresolved little trauma. Yeah. And I do love that you keep on using the word seeds because mm. seeds, a lot of these mantras are seeds of energy to activate. Um, yeah. And if we keep watering them, meaning we ignore the seeds and they start to grow that shadow, that darkness, right? Or if we clear it and heal it, a different seed is planted and something light and brighter and happier and this feeling in our body can come come forth. I love it. That's how I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to make like a little journal prompt then, like a little sankalpa. Oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. What What is the sankalpa? Uh, I guess this spring, because it's also like it's a quarter of the year gone, which I can't even believe. <clears throat> I think at the beginning of the of the year, it's like the, the calendar year turns over and so that seems like a big motivation to have resolutions and stuff like that it almost seems like january should be like more reflection and stuff Mm. in like the the dead of the winter so that you're really really ready to like move into things like come spring but also there's that quote of how most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 so i do really like like the seeds Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back to like, we talked about the Sankalpa intention at the beginning of the year and checking back in and it's like, have you applied those? And mm. what did you say that people that are overachievers underestimate the amount of time things will take? Yeah. It was something I was listening to and it was like people with like executive mindsets and functions mm-hmm. that they are constantly, I think that's also like when you get like your house built or renovated or something that it's like, I don't know, a lot of A-type people, I think, think that they can do. Mm-hmm. A lot of things quicker and a lot of things more on their own. Mm-hmm. But that that is an opinion, purely. Not necessarily based on fact. That's like intuition. Mm-hmm. The last little thing about like opinion and fact and everything is that I think with like a lot of the yogic teachings, all of that discovery and like all of like the supporting information for how they arrived at that, like that's all lost. Like because, 
you know, paper doesn't last forever. It was on banana leaves. It was on banana leaves. And like, what, what did they got? Like but three, it was orally, three days? It was orally passed down. And the knowledge was sitting like, even though Upanishads, it means to sit near. So it'd be like, you'd sit next to your teacher and get the teachings passed down. Mm-hmm. You'd live it. You'd study it. You go back, you ask questions, you embody it, and then you pass on the knowledge. It wasn't, yeah, it doesn't get written, written down until later. But then just because you don't, you can't see that supporting work anymore, it doesn't mean that it never happened. And so I think that's where like a lot of people um, don't maybe like trust things that to to them it feels like people are just pulling it out of the ether, you know, but like it's just been known and passed down through all these years. And I think that's just the way like our West mind, our minds of the West work, which is also why it was good to have Julia on talking about neuroscience because then they're using sort of like Western standards to test it and it holds up. All right. It is our daily practice. Joy Tear Mantra. Joy Tear Mantra. You ready? Look at, look at your Sankalpa from the beginning of the year and then look at it and see where that seed is in yeah. spring. And, you know, if there's something writing down, something that you feel you're holding back to express or create or say, perhaps you start the process, write it down, say it out loud, read what you wrote, and then perhaps you vo- vocalize it to somebody in a most compassionate way. Or maybe you go out into the world and say it, tell it to the trees. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> They're listening. <laughs> okay. So if you're in a place to close your eyes, then you could do that. Um, otherwise, you can just settle in to uh, receive the vibration of this mantra. Asatoma sadgamaya, tamasoma gamaya, brityorma amritam gamaya, uhum shanti 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 hi. Asatoma sadgamaya, Tamasoma joy tir gamaya, Mrityorma amritam gamaya, Ohom shanti 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 hi. Asatoma sadgamaya, Tamasoma joy tir gamaya, Mrityorma amritam gamaya, Om Shanti 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 Hi Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Joytir Gamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Hi Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma joy tir gamaya, Mrityorma amritam gamaya, Ohom shanti 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 hi, Asatoma sad gamaya, Tamasoma joy tir gamaya, Mrityorma amritam gamaya, Om Shanti 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 Hi Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Joytir Gamaya Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Hi Asatoma Sadgamaya 
Tamasoma joy tear gamaya Mrityoma amritam gamaya Om shanti 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 hi Asatoma sad gamaya Tamasoma joy tear gamaya Mrityoma amritam gamaya Om shanti 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 hi May we be led from the unreal to the real, led from darkness to light, led from death to immortality, and let there be peace, peace, and more peace. Harium. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast, and we will be back next week on a Wednesday. Happy spring equinox. Namaste, yogis. This is the Daily Practice Podcast with Crystal Borelli and Andrea Hellman. Hariyum, Hariyum, Hariyum.